FIRE is an acronym. It mm -hmm. simply stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. In the Azria family, we've adopted it to be financial independence through real estate. Yep. So that's mm -hmm. what my course within Ezria, what our meetup is for. And it really is how to get you to financial independence faster through financial literacy, but also how can we expedite that by real estate? So that's where the flipping, making these huge chunks of income to get out of debt, pad your savings, give yourself more options and change your life, even just within a year or two, is what I've used to be able to create fire rather than the traditional way. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Azria Show. I am your host, Marcus Maloney, and we have our co-host and executive director, Mike Del Pre. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. And today we're going to be talking with a very special subgroup leader here at Azria, Fix and Flipper, Tracy Royce. How are you today, Tracy? Good morning, gentlemen. It's rainy outside, rainy outside, but like we got tons of sunshine in here, so all good. There we go. There we go. So we just want to catch up with you, right? We we are always seeing you. You're around the community and everything like that. But we have a big event that's coming up next month. So we just wanted to catch up with you and see exactly what you had going on, what you're doing, and talk about the fire movement, right? Yeah, let's get into it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, what you've been up to since what it's been about a year since you're yeah. on the podcast? I'm horrible with timelines, but it but seems roughly, about that right. Yeah, it change. seems about right. Not much has terribly changed. I mean, what I teach and what I preach is essentially the same thing as mm -hmm. what I do. So, you know, inventory has slowed down a little bit, but the same thing that I tell my students, like you don't have to do all a lot of volume, just mm -hmm. pluck off the really good deals mm -hmm. because even two, three, four a year can totally change your life. Mm -hmm. So as other people are wondering, are there still good deals out there? How do I make this work? Is it a good time to flip? Is it a bad time to flip? I always like to make the joke that no, people don't like to have renovated move-in ready houses anymore. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, that's always going to be around. You might have to sift through more and do a little bit more digging. But again, my methodology is not based on high volume mm -hmm. it's based on a foundation of having good personal finance coupled with flipping to get you to fire faster how come what, what brought you to that because everyone's online they're scaling that's mm -hmm. the big word scale scale scale, scale, scale. scale, scale. you know right. it's a lot of pressure on some people getting started I, I could i could see so what what made you think like that right so what i saw growing up in this business is the exact same thing that you guys saw which is bigger is better more volume equals a better business mm -hmm. and it's hard not to feel that pressure mm -hmm. it's hard not to feel like a loser unless mm -hmm. you have layers of employees underneath you tons of volume to brag about five-figure checks two or three times a week and a lamborghini in yep. the front of your huge house right mm -hmm. Comparison, I understand, is the thief of joy, but what a lot of people really miss, you guys, is that the metrics of their margins are typically not as good as or worse than us smaller operators. Yeah. Rewind and replay that if you need to hear that again, yeah. mm -hmm. because if you take away the sexiness part of some of those bragging rights, really is your business 
in good health. And mm -hmm. that's what some people are ignoring to be able to showcase things on Instagram. Same thing with your personal finance. Some people might look rich, but their personal fundamental finances are not in good health. So that's really what I practice and preach and, and, and impress on people is how do we couple these things to get you to your dream life faster? So I don't ever want to be mistaken for saying don't have a big business. I just want to educate people enough to give them pause to say, why is that? Why is it that you wanted to do that mm -hmm. in the first place? Mm -hmm. yeah. And maybe I can bring that question back to you guys. Why do you think most people want to have a huge business? Well, I think a lot of people look at having a huge business as just like you said, just the bragging rights. So when they can go around and they can meet people, let's let's take, for instance, syndications. Right. So a lot of people, they come in and they say, well, I'm I'm involved with, you know, a thousand doors, you know, or I have two thousand doors. But then when you dig a little deeper, you'll see that they may have put up thirty thousand dollars in the syndication on those thousand doors. So really, what do you have? So for me, it's all about purpose. How does my business align with my life? What do I want to see? Because I did the whole build a big business, scale it and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I look back, wasn't spending time with my wife. So my marriage was getting mm -hmm. depleted, wasn't spending time with the kids. So that was getting depleted. And then the revenue honestly just wasn't where it needed to be because you had so much overhead. So just like Tracy said, guys, don't fall for, you know, bigger is better. And you could also just for the wholesale company, uh, being a solopreneur, you're, you could you can move quicker, right? Mm -hmm. So like you could always adapt and change and make quick moves. So I like the flexibility, which allowed you to live your life, mm -hmm. like what you're talking about. Right. So awesome. So a lot of what I'm hearing is the same thing that I mm -hmm. try to uh, advocate for, which is values. What is the values that you want to live by, mm -hmm. and how do you align your business? to support that. True. And as Americans, we typically are like, let's work ourselves to the bone. And if anything is left over, that'll go towards my wife, my kids, yep, my family. Yep. Business and consumption and spending seems to come first. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, I think, and this is why we're seeing so much, so many more people that are interested in personal finance, come back to that idea of how much is it that I really want to give to this when the juice might not be worth the squeeze? The squeeze, right. What do I need? to be able to create enough so that I can live my life by my value system. Mm -hmm. And I like I like that because when you're mixing the fire and your values with fix and flipping, like how you're combining that, because when you're when you're in the business just to get big and get rich, like you said, it, it depletes you as well. Whereas yeah. at least you have that. Now you have that passion, that true passion. And you know what it is from up front and you're working. That keeps you moving, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are nervous to get started in flipping. Yeah. You know, so I think that passion will drive you also. Right. And, and also, I think we, we use the wrong scorecard, right? Mm -hmm. Our scorecard is always our bank account. So in order for us mm -hmm. to feel like we're successful, we have to have X amount of dollars in the bank. So if we're not living up to that scorecard, if it's $100,000 a month or $300,000 a year, we'll feel like we feel like we're not successful, but there's other areas in, in our lives that we're highly successful at, but we always looking at that scorecard of our bank accounts. Right. And that takes a deep dive to say, am I in alignment? Am I living by my values? That's a lot of this. It feels like woo, -woo stuff that mm -hmm. you're not going to hear most investors on Instagram say, 
But uh, yeah, back to your point, Mike, with getting started and fixing and flipping or rehabbing to get these big profits, a lot of people are really intimidated to get into it. Mm -hmm. So that's why being that I didn't have a construction background and sort of went through the throes of making the mistakes along the way, why I now teach, hey, avoid my, <laughs> my mistakes, mm -hmm. get there faster, and here's how. I find yeah. that people are intimidated by not knowing how to hire contractors or deal with them or manage them or even enjoy the process. Yeah. I know that that might seem really odd to even say, but I enjoy the process now because they've heard so many horror stories of what it's like to work with contractors and manage rehabs. That does. I'm here to tell you <laughs> that that does not have to be the case, but it does take education to understand mm -hmm. what to do to prevent that 98% of the time. That's cool. Cause like if you, like even in your Instagram over, over time, like you do the work, like you show yourself doing the work. So you enjoy doing that. Yes. I'm assuming yep. you're like, that's cool. So yeah. a lot of people would be like, you got to hire out, you got to delegate, yeah, you got to exactly. get teams, get crews. Well, yeah, full you, disclosure, I'm yeah. not hanging drywall running electric. Yeah, of like, course. These, right. these are soft hands, guys. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, but you do what you like. A the part DIY of the part. You choose yeah. your process yeah. that you like. So that's yeah. cool. And you like to be on site. Right. So, well, I have to be too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's my business, it's my brand. I take responsibility. And again, I'm not high volume. So, this is just part of my day to day schedule that mm -hmm. I, you know, I need to be on job sites. And I also think it has a lot. Well, I don't think it has a lot to do with leadership because at the end of the day, if you're working with people that I'm just going to delegate and expect that it gets done correctly, that's not the way to run a business. Right. Similarly, you run a wholesale business, you're buying, you know, huge properties. If you were just to say, here's the process, everyone else follow this, I'm going to check out and wait for the check. That's just not how it right. works. And even more so when it comes to construction. So did, did we clarify what fire is yet? Yeah. We didn't. Like explain, it through, yeah, exactly. Let's, you know, because we jumped right in. Yeah. Like, we're excited. Yep. So sorry. Yep. Yes, what is fire? Let's start there. Just just for those that didn't catch it. Yeah, so FIRE is an acronym. It mm -hmm. simply stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. In the Azria family, we've adopted it to be financial independence through real estate. Yep. So mm -hmm. that's what my course within Azria, what our meetup is for. And it really is how to get you to financial independence faster through financial literacy, but also how can we expedite that by real estate? So that's where the flipping, making these huge chunks of income to get out of debt, pad your savings, give yourself more options and change your life, even just within a year or two, yep. is what I've used to be able to create fire rather than the traditional way, which is, hey, have a really high income position use a lot of your income, 30, 40, 50% to tuck in index funds or stock market and live way below your means. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Yep. This is just a different methodology right. to get to there a little bit faster without having to strictly use stocks. And, and that's why we're excited to bring FIRE to Azria because one of our goals is financial literacy. So, so one thing I've noticed throughout the years, and I'm sure we could all see this, people get into the business to obviously change your life right? Change the trajectory of your life. But they want to, sometimes they're paying their rent. They're like, I got to get into this to pay my mm -hmm. mortgage or to quit my job. But it's like, even when people get mad at Dave Ramsey, right? It's like, who are you talking to? He's helping people that don't know how to balance a checkbook or manage money. Mm. So when people make fun of him, like, hey, Dave Ramsey said, you can't get dead. You can't do this. It's no, man, he's talking to a certain yeah. demographic that people that can't handle. So you could come in and show you, show those people that don't understand that, how to balance their checkbook or the basics of find, living within your means, stuff right. that we're not taught at school or from your family. Then you take on the fix and flip project more responsibly, right? So I like how that 
the whole fire movement came about. So when when is the fire group? What's the, the dates every month? Right. So it's the third Tuesday of every month from 6 to 8 p.m. The cool. way that we have it set up is essentially there's a theme to every class mm -hmm. and there's six classes that continue to rotate. So if you miss one, we have resources online or just join us next month or it does continue to rotate. Mm -hmm. But it's the third Tuesday of every month here at the Azria HQ. And, and online too. Yes, Very we also stream okay. it. Yes. So yeah. whether you're in Arizona or especially if you're nationwide, this is something as the Ezria group that we wanted to be nationwide with and make a larger impact. So okay. in, the, in the group isn't just for fix and flipping people, right? right. So it's for all any, everyone and anyone. Any flavor right. of real estate yeah. that you're into. You know, yeah. I talk about my path, but certainly I think. And maybe you guys see this because you're you're you have suffered such a different purview of the investors in our community is regardless of what niche that you are in with real estate if your financial house is not in order in my opinion what is the point right what are you really doing out here so the bragging rights that we talked about earlier mm -hmm. fine maybe all of us had a season that we have to go through mm -hmm. that but eventually right. you're like there might be other things that are really important to me so how does my business serve that I don't think you can really get to that point unless you have something dire happen in your life. A loved one dies, you have a major health an illness mm -hmm. or something to that effect, or you just understand that something has to change or this will never change. Right. You get fired. I think a lot of people have learned how expendable you really are at a corporation that expects your loyalty, mm -hmm. but I won't even mm -hmm. give you a two week notice. We're yep. done with you, but you need to stay here for as long as you know yep. we need you. A lot of people, I think, are coming around to the idea of how do I give myself more choice? To me, that came from being a good financial steward of my own money. Mm -hmm. So if you are into fix and flipping, great. If you're into whatever other flavor of real estate, great. Yep. At the FIRE mm -hmm. group, we talk about whatever it is underlying all of that. How do we get your financial house in order so that you can be that much more successful, however you define success, yep. instead of just more volume, Exciting. more revenue, mm -hmm. more gross income. And honestly, that's the baseline, right? You shouldn't go into business if you can't manage your own personal finances. Yeah. Because your if your personal finances are out of whack, your business finances are going to be out of whack, which is then going to mess your personal finances up again. So, uh, Tracy, man, that's, that's good information with fire. So you guys should definitely be in the building and be in the house during, during those days. Yeah, and, and I would say for fire and bring your spouse because and your kids this is 13 yeah, and up. Yeah. everybody right and mainly because it's like i see a lot of uh, couples come in it's like someone one's interested in investing and the other one's like i don't want to touch our savings or i'm a little nervous we know this is because it's a flipping houses it, or renting houses is a big project right, right. so they, your spouse doesn't have to be involved in the business or they can be, but at least they know what you're doing, right? So bring mm. bring your spouse to fire so you can see the whole idea, both get the education. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's important. So, what so else? Tracy, what are a couple of things that you teach during those six-week sessions? So we start with the basics. Understanding what it is that you're spending, the B word, budgeting. No one really mm. likes to say that. It's Unfortunately, not the most glamorous part of it, but knowing what is going on is going to help you have that transparency to pull off the Band-Aid yep. and see where you can improve. And what I really encourage people to focus on is the empowerment that comes from that. I have been in that position where I was tens of thousands of dollars in credit card debt, and I had to sit down, pull off the Band-Aid and say, how do I get this paid off as soon as possible? Mm -hmm. And once I did that and put myself through that motion, I'm like, A, this will never happen again. And then also B, man, if I can turn into the person that can do that, 
and have the discipline and the mental yeah. fortitude to be able to accomplish that and say to no to a lot of things. Now, what else can I do? So mm -hmm. I tell people, whether you're getting out of debt, buying your first flip, closing your first multifamily, it's the person that you become going through those sort of disciplined exercises mm -hmm. that gets you to the next level. So even though we do boring things like budgeting, how do I create mm -hmm. more of a savings? How do I maximize my 401k? It's really also understanding why that stuff is important and then being there and having integrity for yourself to understand, I need to do this for my future me and for my family, family if you're yep. supporting mm -hmm. a family as well. Everyone's in debt, so give us a tip. <laughs> yeah, give, yeah, one thing that, because if you're 10,000, yeah, tens of thousands, yeah. I mean, help, help us with something. Yes, I think that social media is really toxic in the way that it makes you believe that you need to have something else that you wouldn't have thought you needed unless you kept scrolling and seeing it go viral mm -hmm. and having that ad shoved in your face because they know what else you've been looking at and they feel like Mike or Marcus would want this thing. And so one thing that I would really encourage people to do is, do I actually need this? Do I have other versions mm -hmm. of this that are perfectly fine? Have I paid for the best version of this that I could possibly afford and said no to other versions? Right. Can I borrow this from someone? Can I rent this from someone? I, not to sound like Marie Kondo, but does mm -hmm. the do I actually yeah. love this thing? Does it bring me joy or is it a piece of junk that I'm holding on to because I bought it, I spent that money, I don't yeah. want to let go of yeah. it? That has to do more with clutter. But when it comes to debt, no one is going to care as much as you do. Mm -hmm. And as Americans, it's normal for us to carry debt. And in my own personal finance journey, when I realized and embraced that saying no is one of the most powerful things and no one else gave a crap about what Tracy's finances were other than Tracy at the yep. end of the day, yep. it empowered me more than anything. But you have, it, it's not gonna feel comfortable at first. After it feels uncomfortable, then you start finding reasons that like, oh, what if I did that? I could save mm -hmm. more money. Or if mm -hmm. I did a garage sale or if I did this or didn't buy this. Mm -hmm. Again, it's that empowerment thing. But you have to draw the line to say, I'm not ever going to put myself in this position again because I want to have integrity with myself. And my future me is more important than me giving mm -hmm. into yeah. this impulse again. Got it. Very good. Yeah, it's all in the mindset. You got to have that discipline of thinking properly consistently. Yeah, that's huge. So it's hard, but it's hard when there's a lot of marketing around. So I don't yeah, want to sound is. dismissive towards that. I think it's 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 difficult, but you have to put barriers yeah. in place. Absolutely, because like you said, yeah. so much stuff is sho shoved in your face, and you believe that I need this to go to the next level. And then once you get to the next level, then there's something else you got to get. You know, so discipline. I think that's the key word that you use, especially with fire, because you got to be able to sit down when you talk about budget. You got to know where you're at currently before you can get to the next level and go anywhere else. Right. And just ask yourself, does this support what my goals are right now, whether that's getting out of debt, saving more income, saving up for a rental property? Does this purchase or this move support that next goal mm -hmm. of mine? Awesome. Let's segue. Sure. So how did you <laughs> not how did you not fall into the trap of scale, scale, scale when you were doing fixing and flipping? I did a little bit. And that's why I'm so adamant about people having mm -hmm. a, a sec a pause before they mm -hmm. decide that they also need a big business. So I worked behind the scenes for other real estate investors for some time, branched off on my own. There was a little bit of a of a crossover there. But I thought, well, I'm doing this much volume on my own. Things were going at a really good pace. 
So if I added an executive assistant, more virtual yeah. assistants and more CRM and even more marketing that exponentially it would add to my bottom line. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that have maybe gone through that exercise, the answer is right yep. in your face. Doesn't That's always happen. It does not always <laughs> happen. And in fact, there were times where I'm like, is this worth it? Because yep. I was doing quite a bit of volume on my own. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I was working a lot, but the revenue was my net revenue was just better. It's, it's again, it's not to say not to build a, a business that serves your your purpose and your values. But I have found, especially as a fix and flipper, that it is a very capital intensive business. It's a very labor intensive business. Um, things do change faster now. Whereas mm -hmm. 10, 15 years ago, we had sort of a slow rolling yeah. tide that would move in. We can see the tide coming. Let's grab our towels, load yep. up the bag, start to walk inland. And now it's like you turn around and you're getting hit in the face with a tsunami. Mm -hmm. So like Mike had said earlier, if you were able to stay, well, not able, if you're staying smaller, you're more able to pivot quicker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So instead of like these big guys that, you know, I hear all the time, I just, I'm keeping my guys busy. So we're buying at thinner margins. And that to me is a dangerous yeah. edge to walk. Mom ain't going to be in that position, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting myself or my, my crew or, you know, any of my private money investors in that position. So I just think if you are considering doing more volume, ask yourself why. And then once you answer that why, answer at least two, three, four, five whys behind that. Okay. And anytime I've put someone through that exercise, it really comes down to what do you think? Mm -hmm. Oh. Mostly your purpose. Value. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. The top line is kind of ego. I see other people doing it. I want to do that. Well, yep. why do you want to do that? Because I want to make more money. Well, why do you want to do that? For more freedom. Well, why do you want to do that? Because I want to spend time with my family. Family, right. So coupling that with, well, what do you actually need to be able to spend time with your family and have financial security? Typically, it's a little bit less than what people think, but they're overspending to fulfill mm -hmm. these other needs. Mm -hmm. I know I'm sounding deep, guys. I know it's Tuesday morning. It's <laughs> raining outside. You're like, Tracy, why are you getting so deep about this stuff? But I'm telling you, once you do that financial auditing to say, yep. what is it that I actually need to produce to have a fulfilled and enjoyable business in life? And then, okay, well, how many flips do I need to do to be able to get myself in a different position, yeah. if not um, be able to have enough in the bank or have cash flowing producing assets to be able to support this part of my life? It's typically these things are disconnected, make as much money as possible, spend a lot to feel good. Yep. Yep. So now you have the mindset, the financial literacy, and now you're like, you got it all covered. You ask yourself why the right reasons. And then you grow. Now you're like, okay, now I, I want three flips for the year. Right. Yeah. So how do I do that now? Do you, what do you have that can show them how to do that? Glad that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Just teen it up. Yeah. So I had, so many people asking over the years, like, how can I learn construction? How do I do these things? Again, one of the number one things that people are intimidated by is the construction aspect. How do I fund these things? Where do I get the money? Yep. Um, and then how do I get through the project management? Coupled with the idea of like, I'm afraid of doing this or I'm just not confident enough to do it. Those are probably the main four things that I see people stop, stop with and not mm -hmm. get into mm -hmm. it. So to answer your question, I created Flip School, which has allowed me to educate other people, whether you're in Arizona or Arkansas, to plop you down, show you the exact methods using the exact templates, scripts to 
turn you into an educated stealthy flipper yeah and all of awesome. this is based on going through the patterns not having huge overhead and making sure that as a rehabber you're only getting yourself into good deals and again not focusing on volume right. and emotions but do the numbers match is this a good deal does this make sense and doing enough enough mm -hmm. of those a year to match what it is that's important to you personally yeah so it's like one thing i hear a lot here i think they justify the situation dom and i were talking about it is sometimes when the new people get into the business they're like oh if it's kind of tight or you know I'll I'll chalk it up to learning. Yeah. I might lose money, but I'll chalk it up to a learning experience. Yeah, man. Like, no. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, so no. many people lose twenty to fifty thousand dollars, and they they tell yeah, me that. I hate to see that. It's mm -hmm. really odd to me that people. I'm like, why are you confessing this to me? They'll say things like, even if I lose twenty or thirty, forty thousand dollars on this, at least I'll have at been. Least I learned. At least I learned. I'm like, do you mm -hmm. know how much flip school is? Yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. You don't have to. You don't have to lose that amount of money or any money. I understand that there are extenuating circumstances, but I'm telling you with a course like mine, most of that is totally avoidable. But yeah. a lot of people haven't known where to turn. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I get why they do it. Just like most people will go to real estate school to get their license, but they actually wanna be investors because they're like, I don't know where right. else to go. They don't know about mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the resources that we here have here at Ezria. So I'm trying to change that to where if you wanna get into the rehabbing game, take my course, use it as a, as a foundational asset to get you started, avoid those big mistakes and get you to fire faster. Well, that's good to have something like flip yeah. school so so you don't have to go through losing twenty to fifty thousand dollars on your first deal just to get it done i mean listen if they want to send me a check for the difference i'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, right. put my address for you <laughs> right because with flip school you take them all the way through the process of mm -hmm. what to look for what not to do what to do from your years of experience doing mm -hmm. it so they don't have to go out and make those same mistakes exactly yeah the truth is like i had an old mentor who would say always stick to your numbers Right. Always stick to your right now. And, and when deal flows slow, it's easy to like, like shrink your margins. Right. right? And mm -hmm. that's when you get caught. So what what happened when interest rates went up a year and a half ago? How many people how many flippers got stuck with their pants down? Right. Halfway through the through remodel. Me and Marcus always say we put a part. Like, I think it was like, right when the interest rates flipped, we put a house in the market. Mm. But thank God mm. we bought it deep enough. Correct. We yeah. were able to get it sold. We broke even. We didn't make right. all the money we thought we were going to sure. make, but because we bought it right, that's the first, buying it right always saves you. So sticking to your numbers. And I wanted to bring that up, flip school, because you teach that, right? right? No matter where you get the education, and along with those people that caught got caught, well, another thing behind the scenes is hard money lenders aren't talking about is there's tons of flippers that are behind. And they're mm -hmm. not foreclosing on mm -hmm. and they're not foreclosing on these flippers because they'll lose their credit line from the yep. banks if they start foreclosing so just what well, so anyways there's opportunity out there for you to buy good deals but sticking to some proper education and having a coach mentor will get you through those processes yeah that's I, a, that. I mean that's actually really great to bring up i wouldn't yeah. i mean you're being a little bit dismissive about something that i think mm -hmm. is worthy of exploring mm -hmm. a little bit more i know we're limited on time dismissive on what when you're Let's like go hey. deeper then i'll go deeper. <laughs> you're like anyway i'm Open like no, it up. Bro, this is kind of a big deal yeah no i know oh, and it's it's one of those things where 
having a margin of safety, whether it's stocks or real estate, is the number one imperative thing. I am not the smartest person in the room, mm -hmm. nor do I necessarily want to always be. I want to be surrounded by people smarter than me. But that is one of the rules that if you stick to, you're you're going to be safer yeah. than not is having that margin of safety. But I get it. You know, it's like, well, man, there isn't as much inventory and this this is a little bit thinner. But if I don't mm -hmm. do this and I put it on the market sooner and this one went for, uh, you know, 20K over list price eight months ago. So I'm just going to hope yeah. that that works. Yeah. And you start negotiating with yourself. Same thing like with you guys when things switched up. What was that? April, May, June of. 2022 mm. yeah same thing i mean i didn't make as much on a couple deals but i'm like thank yeah. god i stick to my standards people yeah. calling me dming me how are you doing tracy i'm fine bro I'm fine. how are you yeah, right <laughs> if i was a fast track everything i would say education mentor or coach someone to buy your side in some level implement it and buy mm -hmm. it right like yep. that's and, and repeat consistency like and, and one of the problems too with some fix and flippers is you know they have their private lenders also, and they have private lender money sitting there and they're like, well, we got to do something with this money. We got to right. turn this money and make this money work. So they feel that, hey, if I don't put this money to work, that private lender is going to take that money back and they won't have that, right. that money to do deals with. So so right. we're going to combine all this together yep. into something. So we're going to take fire. We're going to take fix and flip and you're going to put it together and give us a presentation in February. Mm -hmm. So. What is it? What date? So February twelfth at our monthly meeting, the mm -hmm. second Monday of the month, at venue eighty six hundred. It's fix and flip to fire, right? So tell us what we should expect at our monthly meeting in February. This conversation, but a little bit more on steroids with okay. actionable items. I'm going to be poking some holes in the processes, like we just talked about, but a little bit mm -hmm. more in depth. My goal is to have people to walk away with enough education, again, to give them pause and some insight as to if they're rehabbing properties or interested in rehabbing properties, how to apply my methodology in whatever market, but especially this one when people are a little bit more squeezed mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of inflation and probably focusing on what's important in my life. How can I get my personal finances so I'm not under pressure all the right. time? And how can I couple that with my business to create a life that I really love? So it's the awesome. essence of fire, but packaged within flipping to get you there, to get you there faster. Perfect. So February 12th, venue 8600. And every time Tracy teaches, you leave with something, right? So also, um, we're going to do the same thing down in Tucson, February 13th for mm -hmm. our Tucson chapter. So same presentation for those members. And then Home Depot is going to be there. So Home Depot is flying in from Atlanta. They're our joint venture partners. And they're going to have a booth set up. They're going to talk. They're going to hang out with Tracy. They're going to hang out with everyone there. They're also going to be checking your Esria membership account. Make sure it's set up to uh, your Home Depot Pro account, so you get that 2% discount and all your rewards. So Home Depot's there, you're there, flip to fire. Then what else are we going to do? Did you say 2% discount? 2% cash back twice a year. On your Home Depot account? On your Home Depot Pro account by being an Esri member. So they need to make sure they have their Home Depot Pro account set up. Yeah, if you didn't set it up right, they'll sit there, work with you, get yeah. it all hooked up. We can do that too here at the office, but they like to come and meet the members and be a part of the community. So, And you're going to offer Flip School. You're going to tell mm -hmm. them about Flip School at the event. So if you've been curious of how to get into Fix and Flipping and Fire, she's going to tell you how you can work with, with her going into the future, right? Absolutely. So it's like a full week process here. So then what we always do is we add a drill down process. So on the 15th, Nick from Dwell Boldly, who's our architect here and business associate, he's going to do a class on everything about permitting 
property. So if any th- you're going to show up there and hang out with us at the drill down for a little bit too. So of course. what are your thoughts on permitting and why they should go to a permitting class? I'm excited that we're coupling up uh, to add that into the drill down mm-hmm. because as inventory has gone down and people are looking for maximizing their returns Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't come by virtue of just forced equity through rehabbing it can come through how do i add additional square footage here to force Mm -hmm. the value up with that additional with the the new footprint so i think what he's talking about is perfectly in line with what we're seeing in the market and also makes you a a better rehabber to understand well how does that process work if i'm have a Older neighborhood, larger lot, smaller footprint. How do I expand on that to up my value? Yeah, perfect. He's going to go over all the fundamentals of permitting, how to apply for applications, how to get them passed, everything. So that'll be the 15th. And most importantly, we're also going to invite you to the Fix and Flip bus tour. This is the third one we've done total. We had, Last year uh, when you hosted it, we had two bus loads. Mm-hmm. Home, we went to visit a Home Depot. I think we went and saw like four four vacant houses that all needed all different mm-hmm. level of repairs. So tell us what we're going to learn at the, the bus tour on Saturday the 17th. Yeah, so the bus tour is a lot of fun for the people mm-hmm. that want to get into fix and flipping. A lot of times it's like, how do we get onto projects and take you through a real world exercise? This is your opportunity. Yep. So we go out to several properties that need rehabs and then we go back to the lab, as I like to say, yep. and discuss what do you think this needs compared to other properties recently that sold, go through some of the numbers and really put you through a real world exercise as that's what can be one of the missing parts of people understanding what it means to go through the throes of evaluating what a good flip might be. Yeah, it's a great experience. Like I said, two bus loads, Home Depot will be there. You give them homework to work on. You get that real life walkthrough experience. I mean, you can't miss it. Yeah, if you want to be a fix and flipper, you definitely have to spend the week with Tracy because it's it's absolutely important. Just the nuggets that that you get just in passing conversations yeah. is really important. Well, last year sold out, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. so we, we had, had two full, people. Yeah, we had 83. Okay, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, so I would say to people if you're interested in coming this year, definitely sign up sooner rather than later simply because from what I remember, I mean it was a blur of fun yeah. and there's a lot yep. going on, but it was a blast, but yeah, it, it sold out. So if people are interested, I would awesome. encourage them to sign up. ASAP. You know what? And, were you there last year? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was there mm-hmm. last year. And one of the key takeaways that I got from it last year. I think the one before <laughs> you were in Chicago or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. One of the key takeaways that I got from it last year was just seeing the participants Right. Walk through a house and they was trying to jot down what repairs needed and how much the repair cost they thought it was going to be. And then, like you said, we came back to the lab and they they saw, wow, my numbers were totally off, mm. you know, because some people, they underestimate the rehab cost. And when you went through that, I could see the light bulbs just popping on, you know, with all of the students knowing, OK, wow, flooring is going to cost this. And, you know, redoing the bathroom is going to cost this. So if you want to get that general cost of rehab you definitely need to be there and it's fun mm-hmm. right like it's you, a lot of fun you're with your colleagues pe- building your relationships we had wholesalers there hard money lenders there yeah all types of people that will support your real estate business well that was the big thing too is it's not just beginners it's people that yep. have experience yep. and that can say hey mm-hmm. in my experience or i've done houses in this neighborhood or this is what i would avoid this is what i'm seeing on the ground i think even just for the networking aspect whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or you've done a few houses, just come out because the value of what you're going to get between those conversations and updates yep. for what you, the price is, is phenomenal. Yeah. So February 12th, Venue 8600, our monthly meeting. February 13th in Tucson. February 15th here at the office for the permitting class. And February 17th for the bus tour. 
ezria.org if you're a member. You can go to ezria.com if you want a complimentary ticket to check out all the stuff that we offer. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I think all of those dates will be in the show notes. It's all in the also. calendar. Yeah, yeah. And Tracy, thank you so much yeah, for excited. being pleasure, a loyal guys. community member and educator here at Ezria. We hear nothing but good things about you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Pleasure's all mine. All right, guys, you know what to do. Get out there, take massive action. Ria is all about empowering investors one property at a time. And we'll see you next time on our next episode of the Ria Show. Awesome. Cheers. There we go. Thanks for listening to the Ria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to Ria.org and learn more about our community.